Let me guess, you signed up for every free lead magnet and binged on every marketing YouTube video and thought, what am I missing? Why isn't my business exploding like that? Well, I can tell you, you're not alone. Whether you're just getting started or have an established business, entrepreneurship can be really lonely, but it doesn't have to be. Overcoming your fear of launching or building your personal brand or figuring out how to scale, it shouldn't be holding you back. It should be empowering you. On this podcast, we're going to deep dive into the mechanics of what it takes to build your brand, make your mark, and stake your claim in the digital marketing space. I'll be chatting with people from all walks of life and stages in their careers. I will be getting inspiration from real experts who will share their actual strategies and techniques to grow loyal and raving followings and sell more stuff. This is entrepreneurship from people who are already there making it happen. My name is Jeff Mendelson. Join me and welcome to the One Big Tip Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today, I'm really pleased to have with me on the line Elizabeth Pampalone. She is the owner of Absolute Marketing. And Elizabeth is an international speaker, successful entrepreneur, and an expert marketer with over 20 years of experience. And today, we're going to pick her head on how to create enough marketing for the entire year in just a few days. This is going to be a really interesting conversation. So Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Elizabeth, I'm really curious to talk about, first of all, your trajectory, how you got to where you are today, right? Because, you know, we're n- not everyone's born marketers, right? But, you know, at the same time, you know, you've been doing this for, you've been doing this for a long time now. Like me, you've probably seen a lot of changes, you know, in our industry. Uh, tell us a little bit about who you are and why you're amazing. Well, I actually got started back in college. I became a web programmer, went into software development, thought it was, you know, boring as heck. I hated it. (laughs) And then I went through a divorce at the age of 20. So I, I lost everything, had to move back in with my parents. It was not horrible, but you know, you're moving back with your parents, not great. And uh, so my mom said to me, you know, you need to pick two things that you like and make a job because at that point I was almost unemployable. I was too qualified for these things, not qualified enough for these things. And I made a job for myself and I had a business for several years repairing computers in people's homes. And I didn't even consider myself a business owner. I just marketed myself and I had a job. I considered myself having a job. Then I met new, you know, other business owners and realized oh my gosh, like, this is a real thing. Like I could, this is my career now. And it'd been like five years in, you know, and I realized that all the stuff I was doing to market myself and my little business was people were coming to me for the advice. They were like, we see you everywhere. You're doing all these things. And how is it, how do you do it? And how does it work? And I started realizing that all the formulas I'd built for myself, you know, were something that other people could use. And I started my agency, which is now absolute marketing. Wow. What a great story. You know, uh, 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 fixing other people's computers. I did that twice, right? And <laughs> the first time I, you know, like I, I got rid of some, you know, shareware thing that uh, that took over the computer. And then my sister got really mad at me because she really depended on that, but it was what was causing her computer to slow down. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm done. <laughs> right. I, I, I scratched that completely off of the list. All right. Well, very good. Let's talk a little bit about about your one big tip here, right? And basically what you have done is create a framework for how to create a solid marketing plan for one year in five days. How do you do that? 
Well, it is, it's hard work still. It's not, you know, just easy peasy, but I do try and make it fun and simple. But one of the things that I've noticed that when I'm you know, working in the marketing industry is that people don't have time. And so I really tried to figure out how can I revolutionize the industry and do something different that's going to save people time. And I found out that if you actually sit down with somebody and do it face to face, you know, which is a lot of things that are really great with that way as well, you can get so much more done. So the way that I structure our days and anybody can do this at home. So it's not like I've got some kind of, you know, magic thing that you'll know, you have to sit with me to do it. Like anybody can do this on their own with their own business. You want to sit and set aside two hours in the beginning of the day. So this is an eight hour process to do the strategy. You want to sit down and strategize. Now, there's something called Parkinson's law. Have you ever heard of that? It's a little no, bit of it an, it, it's a little bit of an interesting concept. It talks about how work will expand to the time. So if you say it's going to take us four weeks to build a website, it's going to take you four weeks to build a website. It's not going to take you less. Probably take you more, but probably won't take you less at all. But if you say we have eight hours to build a website, it will take you eight hours to build a website because your decision-making abilities will actually adjust to the time frame you have. And it's not that it will be more or less or better or not, you know, worse. It doesn't matter. That's not what the, that's going to be. That's not what's going to happen. You're going to actually be able to make decisions because your brain knows we only have so much time. We have to make these decisions quicker. And so your brain will start helping you to kind of make those decisions faster and it will lessen the the fatigue, the decision fatigue that most people get by these long marketing processes. So if we take two hours at the beginning of the day, let me say this is our strategy time. We have to create our strategy in this time period and then we can move on to the implementation and we have six hours to do that. That's your eight hour day. And I do this with branding. I do this with websites. I do this with writing eBooks, 12 months of social media. You can do 12 months of social media posts in a day, 365 posts if needed. You can do 12 months of blog posts in a day and you can do 12 months of email marketing campaigns in a day. So if you take that, that formula of two hours in the morning or the your first part of your day, get yourself strategized, put the plan together, and then the rest of the day do the implementation, that's all you really need. And that's that's what I do with my clients and it works really well. And I do it for myself. So I kind of like the hair club for men guy. Like I'm also a client, you know? <laughs> so I, I also use this process on myself as well. So... What's really interesting here, though, is I know that when I'm putting together these types of plans or, you know, these real, let's just call them thought heavy, you know, projects, right? I guess for me, if I had to sit down and plan out an entire year of social media for either myself or my client, I would probably find myself after the first, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, probably start running out of ideas. Like I would need to get up, take a walk. I would need to, you know, figure out how to, you know, how to be creative again. Right. What I found, and this is all pre COVID, right? You know, I used to travel a lot, right? And, you know, just working from other locations would be enough for me to inspire my creative juices. Working out of a WeWork in Madrid, for example, you know, it's the exact same office setup, right? But what happens is that you go in there and it's just different latitude, right? So, you know, it's all good. How do you come back? Like, how do you shift your focus so that you can actually, you know, come up with? Uh, you know, like you say, like, uh, like that sounds like a lot of content to come up with within the, within the first two to three hours though. It really does come down to getting yourself a formula and breaking everything down into small bite-sized pieces. 
So for example, the first thing we start with is sales posts. A lot of entrepreneurs, they don't put sales posts on Facebook or LinkedIn or anything because they're afraid because the marketers have told them 20, 20, 80, 20, you have to have 80%, you know, regular content or educational content, and you can only have 20% sales. And that's the way it is. And while that may be true-ish, <laughs> it's kind of true. True-ish. Yeah. I like that. It's, it's not necessarily the hard and fast rule. And you'll see people that, that sell 80% of the time and only have a 20% educational content. And those are the people that turn us off, right? But there's this happy medium in the middle. And I start with the sales posts. And most people have between three to six, maybe 10 at the most sales posts in them, right? There's, there's 10 things you can say about your business. Maybe you have eight products and then two random posts, right? Or two general posts. So you want to take all the products or services you offer and you want to write a post about them. It could be two or three sentences. It could be a sentence. It could just be, you know, like I, I say, um, website in a day. Did you ever think you could get a website done in a day? Find out how, like that's a sales post. It doesn't have to be crazy long or crazy involved because most people aren't going to read all that stuff. So if you just have something really simple, really short, eye-catching, a nice graphic. So if we can say, let's write six sales posts. Now I've written my six sales posts, just written them. I haven't done any graphics yet. Just start with the writing. And then I'm now going to repeat them every six weeks. I've just created an entire set of content for a whole day for the whole year if I wanted. If I wanted every Thursday, I write a sales post and it just repeats itself every six weeks because the sales posts and repeating them, that doesn't matter. You can repeat those. The people that are in your group in January are different than the people that are in your group in July, you know, or on your pages in July, because the people that are there in January, they're, they've been there for a while. Reminding them is great. New people are coming in July or January, February, March, April, May. And now in July, you have a whole different set of people, some new, some old, some coming and going, right? And so repeating yourself throughout the year on things like that, that are really important, nobody's going to care. They're going to say, oh yeah, I remember she does that now. Or now I can share that with my friend who asked me about that yesterday. So it's repeating yourself on social media is one of the ways we do that. We don't repeat ourselves all the time, but there's ways you can use repetition to actually build your calendar much quicker. All right. So that's interesting because, you know, um, everyone, well, almost everyone knows that the Facebook algorithm, you know, it changes, right? So sometimes like for some months, it's going to show me, you know, your posts every time they come out and then somehow I'm just not going to see very much of them anymore because the feed, you know, there's only so much, there's only so much real estate available on the feed, right? So Facebook has to determine, you know, what to show me and what not to show me. Right. And when Mm -hmm. that feed shifts, you're right. Like what you, like what you wrote in January and then reposted the same thing in March, you know, different people are going to see it. That's actually mildly genius, right? (laughs) You know, just, you know, just thinking about the, uh, you know, how the algorithm works and how to get the same message in front of other people. Let, I'll, I, I'll, let's, I actually, it's, I actually call it al- algorithm proof social media because algorithm. I don't believe we should even worry about the algorithm as small business owners, as nonprofit directors. Those are my, my main two groups of people that I work with as those, those types of businesses and those types of groups, you should not be worried about what Facebook tells you you have to use Facebook for, or what LinkedIn says, this is the way we do things around here. Okay. Well, my clients need X, Y, and Z. I'm going to give them X, Y, and Z, even though you're telling me that you want me to put A, B, and C out there. That's not what my clients need. So I'm going to focus on the client need, my clients' needs first. That's what every business should do. And 
kind of screw Facebook, like whatever. They, <laughs> they don't need to be on there. You don't need to be worried about what they're saying because their algorithm is going to change every five minutes and it's going to be like chasing a ghost trying to try and track it down. Agreed. All right, cool. Thank you for sharing that. How about when putting together a website, right? I mean, it sounds to me like, uh, first of all, the scope of the website would probably need to be relatively small. And again, you know, like you said, you're talking about sm- small businesses and nonprofits, right? So they probably won't go beyond a front page and about page, you know, a couple of interior pages, things like that. But how do you handle things like the design? I mean, is that done with templates? Is that done with like WordPress templates or just going to Squarespace directly? How does that work? So I currently use Squarespace, but I don't use their templates. Um, We design each site custom and we will focus on like, again, what does that client, what does their client need? What does their client need to see there? How does it need to be presented? And the content, you know, we've, we've done up to 30 page websites in a day. And we've done membership sites in a day. We've done e-commerce sites in a day. And the reason we can do that is because we're boiling it down to simplify, you know, simplify everything. There's, there's a lot of complications that people put into sites that really don't need to be there. So we're going down and saying, if, if your client needs X, Y, and Z, we need to focus on that first. And I do usability testing as well which is kind of what I call the mom test, because if my mom can use it, then pretty much anybody can use it. And you want to find people that can test your site for you once you've built it, that can say to you, you know, you can tell them, hey, I want you to do a simple task. I want you to book a call. And if they can't find the button, if they don't understand why they're booking a call, if they don't realize that there's a book a call button right in front of them, then there's a problem with your design. So I, when I do, you know, websites with people, I'm sitting there with them and then we're building it, but we're also looking at it very simply. We're not junking it up with tons of text or tons of content. All that can be added later if needed, but really we're boiling it down to that simple thing that says, you are coming to this website for a reason. How can I serve you exactly that reason you're here for and get you to do one simple task, book a call or fill in a contact form or buy a product. And so if we can look at websites that way and then make sure that they're test, you know, tested by someone who doesn't really understand the product at all and they can use it really easily, then we've got a perfectly solid website. And I've, I've done those in a day many for many years. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. Elizabeth, can you please let everyone know how they can, how they can learn more about your company and how they can reach out to you directly? If they'd, li- if they'd like to uh, learn more about what you do. Sure. It's getabsolutemarketing.com. And I have a pro toolkit on there where all the tools that I use, it's no secret. Like you can get that tool list from me and you can use all the tools that I do. And I give you all the explanations of how I use those tools and why I use them and why they're great. So you can go on there and get that getabsolutemarketing.com. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. Elizabeth, I really appreciate you taking the time to break down that framework. It's actually very interesting. I look forward to uh, to taking a look and seeing if I can implement some of this stuff, especially with some of the future projects that are coming our way. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. 